And I'm your co-host of TCB Radio Network and Elvis tribute artist, Peter Alden. Welcome to the TCB Radio Network podcast. Get ready for some Elvis content and news you can use, where it's all Elvis, all the time. Interviews with authors, Elvis fan club presidents, artists, musicians, and of course, close personal friends of Elvis Presley, people who knew him, the man himself. Thank you for tuning in. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy. It's time for the TCB Radio Network Podcast. As a little girl in 1968, Victoria Page Meyerink had the privilege of co-starring with Elvis Presley in Speedway. She loved working with Elvis and fellow co-stars Bill Bixby, Nancy Sinatra, and William Shallert. She remembers every moment of filming as if it was yesterday, and she treasures those memories. We're delighted to have her on as our guest at TCB Radio Network to share some of her treasured memories with Elvis and more. Thanks for being here today, Victoria. My pleasure, Krista. Lovely to be talking with you and Pete. Oh, that's awesome. We start out the same way with everyone. We'd like to know why you think that Elvis has such staying power. First of all, he had such an impact on music, but not just music. As an individual, he had an impact on the world, and he was such a huge celebrity. I mean, it's sort of the Marilyn, James Dean, Elvis trio. Those are the three strongest I can think of, with Elvis being the greatest influence artistically um, at a very specific period in time. And the effort to preserve his memory is unprecedented. I mean, between what EPE, Elvis Presley Enterprises, and the fans do, and all the festivals to keep his memory and his music and, and his likeness alive, and, and these wonderful ETAs, the Elvis tribute artists, who perform. Um, there's such a concerted effort to keep him alive that he is, and he's just so revered and so treasured. He had that kind of impact. I think, to his personality, was the type that was so endearing and reached and touched people, whether they knew him or not, they were moved and touched by him. It was it was quite miraculous and very, very special. I think it's once in a lifetime or maybe twice that you're going to find golden people like that that have such an impact. Um, but then again, there's the effort to keep him alive as well. And that's that support throughout history, which will keep him there. And his family, I mean, you know, Priscilla and the specials and Lisa Marie and her kids, um, it's, re- it's really phenomenal. But I think that's why he survives is, is there's an effort to make sure that he is remembered. Yes, absolutely. And I read that you knew uh, co-star Bill Bixby beforehand. Is that true? I did. I actually had a mad crush on him. Uh, I had met him on the My Favorite Martian set. I think it was over at Paramount Studios. And I'd gone over and watched the filming with my mom and, and met him and Ray Walston. I just loved that show. So when we walked onto the set of Speedway for the first rehearsal, I hadn't met Mr. Presley yet at all. And I walked in like, hi, Mr. Bixby. I was so excited to see him again. <laughs> and then I remember extending my hand very formally to Elvis and saying, hello, Mr. Presley. <laughs> so... <laughs> That's kind of funny. She had, I think you're the first person that had a crush on Bill Bixby before Elvis. So. 
<laughs> now, uh, I would like to know a couple. This is kind of a, a dual ended question. First of all, I'd like to know how how did you end up with the part in Speedway, and then um, kind of let us know what it was like being in a film with Elvis. Well, I got the role pretty much because I was fairly established by then. I was very well known, and I had done several years on the Danny Kay show, and I had done Mind of the Grizzly with Clint Walker and Mark Hire and Brainstorm with Anne Francis. So, and I'd done a, a bunch of commercials, um, like Bosco commercial had won an award by then. So I was pretty well known. I was six and a half when we filmed it, and basically they called my agent and said, we want Victoria. I didn't read for it, um, and I didn't, I didn't meet anybody before showing up at rehearsal so that would be the first answer the second what was it like to work with Elvis amazing um I really considered him a fellow actor a fellow professional I knew exactly who he was but I had worked with Rock Hudson and Danny Kaye and other luminaries and, and huge people in the industry and and I was used to attending events with these people and and it didn't blow me away that he was an international superstar I was just thrilled to be working with him and Elvis himself was pretty much a big kid I mean now that I look back on it he spent most of his free time on the set hanging with me um, and someone asked me the other day they said what interaction did you see of Elvis and Nancy on the set and I said you know maybe my days were short I was usually sent away or released by 3.30 or so in the afternoon or 4, depending on when they, my call time was. And maybe they all did adult dinner and, and hung out together later in the day or at night together or partied or something, but I wasn't privy to that. When I was around, Elvis was usually hanging with me, and we were always playing cards or talking or making books, and that was one of my passions at the time. I was making little homemade books. And uh, after he announced that Priscilla was expecting and that he wanted a little girl just like me, which is a whole other story, um, he and I started making books for Baby Presley. And I'm told those might be in Graceland archives somewhere. We don't know. We haven't found them yet. So He wanted a little girl like you. Tell us. Well, sometime during the filming, I think it was probably a couple of weeks in on the MGM lot, uh, I remember everybody being assembled. The assistant directors got everyone, the cast and crew together, and they popped up a bunch of apple crates, and Elvis got up on them, and he said, I have an announcement. I'm absolutely thrilled. Priscilla and I are expecting a baby. I couldn't be happier. And he pointed to me. I was right up front, and he said, I want a little girl just like you. <laughs> and in today's world, in today's press world, that would have been on you know Instagram in less than a nanosecond. But back then, it took the papers a week or so to get the photos, write up the release, get it out, and then it made headlines. I want to make, I want to, I want a little girl just like you. So it was very sweet, and I treasure that. I really, really do. I think he was very happy, and to have Lisa Marie, I know he was overjoyed. I can only imagine once she was born because he was thrilled at the idea of her coming. He was just, he was just glowing. He was ecstatic, <laughs> absolutely ecstatic at the idea of having a child. So sweet. You have so many sweet stories. I've, I've heard a little bit of one about you and Elvis feeding a little kitty cat. Can you tell everybody that story? <laughs> that cat. That cat's living in history now for sure. <laughs> its name ended up being Patches. And back then, uh, you weren't allowed to bring animals to set. Now, if you don't bring your you know, dog or your iguana, 
you know, you're considered like you're not an animal lover. You have to have an animal on set. Uh, but back then, MGM didn't allow uh, you to bring your critters. But my cat had had a litter, and the mother had died, and the other kittens, the other four or five kittens had passed, and this one, we were trying to keep it alive. And it just happened right before uh, filming started on Speedway. So we snuck it in. I mean, we had to feed it every two hours with a little eyedropper and a little milk bottle. And um, we snuck it in in a shoebox. Not that we couldn't have hidden it under, you know, in our hand practically, but I snuck it in in a shoebox. And of course, I secretly told my pal Elvis that I had a kitten in the trailer that had to be fed every two, two hours. And he wanted to be the kitten. So after lunch, we usually had lunch together. It was usually Bill and, and Elvis um, and maybe Bill Schallert, always my mom and me, in the commissary having lunch. And uh, then we go back to my trailer and he'd hold this kitten in his hand. And I remember he had the largest hands and this kitten was so tiny. <laughs> and he would feed it with a little eyedropper and he'd feed the cat with me. We'd sit on the stairs and we'd, we'd feed the kitten. And that became our sort of lunch ritual. We'd eat lunch and feed the kitty. And the cat lived to be 19. Wow. It's not surprising. Yeah. Some of the stories we've heard about Elvis and the people that he was close to, that doesn't surprise me at all. He had power. You know, yeah. He had a certain energy, and it rubbed off on that cat, for sure. <laughs> well, now, Victoria, you have a you have a, an interest, a more interesting story than so far uh, – many co-stars because we also found out somewhere that Elvis proposed to you uh, while you were making the film. <laughs> can you uh, can you tell us a little bit about how that went? He did. He did. Actually, it was it was the day we were filming the uh, number for Your Time Hasn't Come Yet, Baby. Uh, and it's sort of like a little marriage number and we're doing a little mock wedding around the tree there. And we broke for lunch and I remember uh, Bill Bixby and Elvis and I all going to lunch and they sat there and, and Elvis said if you had to choose right now between me and Bill which one of us would you marry and I was a very diplomatic six and a half year old and I said I love you both I couldn't possibly choose but yes I guess in a way yes he asked me to marry him and Bill promised he'd wait for me oh that's great so you were stealing hearts even back then I guess so I guess so it was my first proposal and many years later for the second well not just stealing hearts but stealing hot dogs so let's go back and tell everybody uh, tell everybody the full story in case they haven't seen the movie in a while let's talk about that the hot dogs well there's this story out there that prop master I guess per perpetuated that I ate all the hot dogs and that's just not true it was Elvis's idea he said we should take a bite of them and we did and then we thought they were good so we kept eating them but yes at first I stole them and then we started eating them because at one point he asked me to give him a bite of it or can I share it and I did but then we kept doing retakes and then in between he said let's take another bite and yeah I guess we ate the hot dogs but it wasn't just me it was both of us but he tried to blame it on you right <laughs> he did I got all the blame as if I ate eight hot dogs all along that's just not true well, you know, so in, in all the time that, that you worked with him on the film and, and, and you got to know him, and kind of give us maybe a little insight of what kind of things did you learn from Elvis? Oh, professionalism, the way he treats his fans. He would always be, even though it was a closed set and a closed lot, uh, the people on the lot were big fans and, and other actors, and they would swarm just walking to lunch. 
And he would always stop. I mean, it might take us 20 minutes to get there, but he'd stop and talk to everybody and sign things. And such a gentleman, always such a gentleman, very proper. Ma'am, good morning, Mrs. Myrick, to my mother every single day. Always a formal good night and a hug. Uh, just really, really kind and generous with his time and his and his caring. And you had his attention. He really paid attention. It wasn't as though uh, he wasn't listening to you or there were other things going on through his head or he was half listening. When he was with you, he was with you and paying attention. And I think those are really great qualities. There are certainly qualities I appreciate in my closest friends because I think that's that's being supportive and that's being interactive and, and relating to people on a very personal level. But the professionalism and, and always, he knew his lines. He was always on time. I never remember him being late. He was always running through the numbers off to the side because I got to stay. They would always let me. I had such an interest in music my whole life and the dance numbers that weren't even ones that I was in, they'd let me hang out and watch the rehearsals for those and watch the filming of them. And I'd watch him. I'd watch him go off to the side and rehearse the moves and run through the song. And even walking along the set, he'd be tapping his toes or tapping his fingers on something or rehearsing the steps as we walked or humming, humming the music. So it was always in his mind. He, he was very focused on the project, it seemed to be. You know, it's not as if he was dealing with a million things at once. He was very focused on the project. I think you need to do that when you're when you've got a job to do. You focus on the project you're presently doing. And a lot of people don't. I don't recall him having an entourage. I don't remember. If if the colonel was there and there was an entourage, I never saw them. Right. One of the one of the interesting things that, that you just said that some of the other people we've talked to, one of the common themes that again you just also reiterated, when Elvis when he was with you, he was with you. And it wasn't, he, his mind wasn't off in another distant place. He was always, he, he really paid attention and had respect for your time as well. I've always thought that was, that was incredible. I think we could all learn from that. We could all be more attentive to the people that we're with when we're with them. It's a wonderful quality. And I know as a child to have that kind of attention and focus, very one-on-one. -on -one. And you can see it in the, in the photo that you posted, the one very wonderful behind the scenes where he and I are, Literally, that's just a behind-the-scenes shot. We're talking about the crackers on the table there mm -hmm. at that exact moment. And even then, we were just talking, but it was us. You can see the connection. We were looking at each other and talking, and it was very visible that that focus was there, and it was very sweet, very sweet. I mean, I was just a kid, and he wanted to hang out with me. That's, that's really fun. Yeah, that's amazing and, and you know, wonderful memories that, that, that you have that, that are so wonderfully clear. I think that's... I think that's great. It, it, it's obvious that it's obvious that he was that that he was a very important person in your life. That that you remember all these things, and I think that's they're wonderful memories for you to have. They are. They they really are. And uh, we tried. There were attempts to get together through the years. Uh, at a point when I had some surgery as a as a kid, he was in touch with my mom and would ask how I was, and he sent albums and notes, and that was treasured. I really, really appreciated that. And then at one point I was in Little Rock. My mother was doing a play and we tried to arrange to go to Graceland. We had actually arranged a time. He wasn't touring and he was actually at Graceland and they said drive on down. And there was a tornado and that thwarted our attempt of going to Graceland and by the time that passed and the next break my mom had from the show she was doing, uh, he, was, he had already left. So that was uh, I never had a chance to see him again older and I would have I would have really liked that very much 
We'll be right back with today's interview after this announcement from Cruisin' with the King. Are you ready to celebrate Elvis and cast your cares away with us on Royal Caribbean's Enchantment of the Seas? Non-stop activities, VIP gift bags, daily exclusive private performances by the co-host of TCB Radio Network, Peter Alden, and other big name artists. This is Krista Joy, founder of TCB Radio Network, and I'll be on board too. Join us for Cruising with the King aboard Royal Caribbean's Enchantment of the Seas, sailing April 1st through 5th, 2019. You'll meet Elvis's co-star from Kissin' Cousins, Cynthia Pepper, his personal nurse and good friend, Marion Cock, plus many talented performers celebrating the king of rock and roll. Karaoke, Elvis Bingo with up to $500 in prizes. Elvis on a shelf, door decorating contest, question and answer session with Elvis's nurse, Marion Cock, special group t-shirts, up close and personal interactions with the performers, and many opportunities for impromptu selfies are all included. Be sure to use code PA1 for a special gift. Details, video, and more can be found at tcbradionetwork.com. Just type CRUISE in the search bar. Join us April 1st through 5th, 2019 on Royal Caribbean for Cruisin' with the King. Be sure to use booking code PA1. Well, you had such a rich history as a child actor, too, so we'd love for you to talk about some of the other things you did. Really, really big stuff. Oh, wow. Well, let's see. What others? I mean, Night of the Grizzly, I was a little bit younger when I did that, but there's been a lot of interest in that, especially recently because of the passing of Clint Walker just a few months ago. Um, we really miss him, and I'm very connected still to my brother in that show, Kevin Brody, who's an award-winning director and writer and and so we both stayed in the industry which is really fun and we've stayed in touch which is great it's rare um to know somebody that long and have them in your life uh but more so recently again just because of the interest in night of the grizzly but what other things i mean you mean you mean like green acres the season i did on that or the family affairs and my three sons and wow what can i tell you well i should say that i was actually reunited one of the few people I was reunited with on Speedway was William Schaller. Um, I think it was back at Elvis Week 2006 that brought me and William Schaller together uh, for the fan club president. And that was wonderful because I had seen Bill at events throughout the years, but we hadn't really done something fun like that about for Speedway. And we got to hang out a lot and spend a lot of time and have a lot of lunches and dinners together. It was really nice. Um, he's a lovely man, and unfortunately, we lost him too, as well as as well as Bill Bixby. So um, I miss them both very much. And again, wish I'd known them more as an adult. That would have been great. I just wanted to let everybody know that there's more to you than Elvis. In fact, you're doing so much uh, now in the the modern times too. You're staying really busy. Um, we could go back too and talk about the. You just told me they did a screening in Nashville. Will you talk about that event a little bit? Well, that was one of many. You know, this year is the Speedway 50th yes. uh, anniversary. So it's sort of been ramped up. I mean, I've occasionally done Elvis appearances in Graceland. The EPE has invited me to, to Elvis Week several times, and, and that's always fun. And this year they had me at the birthday, which 
sort of kicked off the year in January, and then we really pulled out all the stops at the Nashville uh, Elvis Festival, which was fantastic. I just had a blast. We ran the film, and then the screen pulled up at the end, and Cody Danette, he started singing a Speedway set. And then when he sang my song, he brought me out and sang it to me, and there's some great video out there of it. So that was, and then I then I revealed the dress. I have the original dress from Speedway, the pink one. I pulled that out after 50 years and and shared it with everybody. Thought it was appropriate. That kind of blows everybody away. They all want pictures with the dress and me and that whole thing. But uh, then I did Tupelo, and uh, that was amazing. I got to be a judge there as well. I was judging the ETAs in Nashville as well as Tupelo. And in Tupelo, we did a bunch of Speedway events there as well. And then upcoming is is the Windsor King Fest. So it's sort of been an ongoing Speedway 50th celebration this year, which is continuing into next year because we just can't get them all in this year, timing-wise. That's so So. awesome. Yeah, I wanted to take a little time um, to talk about that. So right now, uh, we're talking in early October 2018, and everyone is still able, if you'd like, you can get your tickets now to join Victoria, and also Peter Alden will be one of the performers at the Windsor King Fest in Ontario, Canada. Um, There's going to be some other fans fantastic entertainment and they're doing sort of a speedway we haven't been clued in on too much of this but like a speedway murder mystery of some sort have you heard anything about that victoria oh yes oh yes oh yes i'm not entirely clued in and norma ackland jr who of course you know heads up the festival and is a great ETA himself he's awesome i love norma we've known each other for years and he's up to something i the only mystery (laughs) i can think of surrounding Speedway is what happened to the five sleepyheads number. Because, you know, it was cut from the film, but it's on the album. Yep, yep. But the footage is somewhere, and I'm trying to find it. Well, one of the songs that I do actually in my show that's on the Speedway album is a song called Western Union. And I don't know if that was intended for the film, but it's on the film soundtrack. So I include it in my movie set when I do when I do movie songs. But I know that's on the Speedway soundtrack as well. So it's it's fun. Yeah, and the Windsor King Fest is coming up October 25th. 26th, 27th, and 28th of 2018. You can still get tickets now if you visit windsorkingfest.rocks and you can join the fabulous Victoria. And also Peter Alden and myself will all be there, so we hope you'll join us for Windsor King I'm so excited, Peter. I didn't realize you were going to be performing. This is exciting. I get to see you. Yeah, I'm, and, and I'm, like I said, I'm looking forward to meeting you and, and, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. I've, I've known Norm for a while, too, and so... Um, looking forward to, to getting back up to Canada and being there and being a part of it. I think it's going to be great fun. I hope you'll sing Let Yourself Go. That is, I mean, aside from, of course, my song, Let Yourself Go is one of my all-time favorites. Yeah. It's yeah. got a great feel to it, and uh, I love it when everybody does that. So. Yeah. She performed it on Friday night. That was really fun. So. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. I, let me make, an, make it yeah. a note right now, and I'll tell Norm. I get to do that. <laughs> Make a note. Let yourself go. Victoria will be standing up and dancing to it. Yeah. (laughs) Victoria will beat you up, Norm, if you don't let me say, (laughs) let yourself go. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there will be multiple opportunities. I know we're doing so many events. There's the VIP event. There's the murder mystery. There's the Speedway afternoon where we're running the film and then doing a QA and a and a dinner afterwards. So there's like three or four whole dedicated spots for Speedway. And I'll be there the whole time. I'm actually getting there ahead to do some press, and I'll be there the whole time. So there'll be plenty of time to meet people and chat and That's have fun. True. We'll be there the 23rd, so hopefully we can connect. We're staying until the 29th. 
Now, I, I, before we go on, I want to redirect you back to Green Acres, because this is actually just something that I, I thought of. I believe that the actor who played the character Mr. Haney... Pat Buttram? Pat Buttram. He was in an Elvis movie. When when you were on Green Acres, did, did you and he happen to, to talk about both being in Elvis films, or... Because he, he was in Roustabout. I don't recall. No, probably not. Um, I mean, if we'd been in the same film, we would have known it but right. it didn't I don't recall that coming up on Green Acres I actually really went head over heels over Tom Lester who played Eb <laughs> and they actually had an episode where I fell in love with him which was really fun and you know it, that was only supposed to be a one off a one show deal where they adopted these kids from the city for one week to show them the country life that was the premise of the one 30 minute episode and as we were filming the train departing and and them putting her, putting all the kids on the train to send them back to the city, the director, Dick Bear, came over to me and he said, step off the train. When, it, when the fog clears, we're going to reveal that you're still here, when the steam clears. And that was the first inkling I had that they liked evidently what I had done so much, they wrote me into the rest of the season so that I step off the train and I want to stay with Eddie and Ava. So... That's how the season became the season instead of just one show. Wow, that's that's really cool. So you ended up getting more work out of it. That's fantastic. It was great. I got to spend I got to spend weeks and weeks and weeks on that set. I loved it. It was such a happy set with Arnold the pig. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Thanks for listening to part one of this interview. Tune in this Wednesday for the exciting conclusion. TCB Radio Network podcast, where we are celebrating the life and memory of Elvis Presley with a mission to share his legacy with the world. We'd also like to thank Lee Douglas of Old Time Rock and Roll, always found at www.oldtimernr.com for converting our show to iTunes. We appreciate you, Lee. Be sure to check out Lee's fantastic site and listen to his weekly shows, all oldies music with no commercials. TCB Radio Network is strictly a fan publication, not affiliated in any way with Elvis Presley Enterprises or any of its affiliates or subsidiaries. Please visit us online at tcbradionetwork.com. All trademarks, product names, company names, and logos mentioned are the properties of their respective owners. All opinions stated within do not necessarily reflect the opinions of anyone else, and certainly not Elvis Presley Enterprises. Still the King, our theme song for TCB Radio Network podcast, was written by Shane Douglas, produced by Terry Fullwider at Blue Spot Studios, and performed by Peter Alden and his band, Crown Electric Company, featuring David Fontana, son of Elvis Presley's original drummer, DJ Fontana, on drums. Elvis Presley is still the king. Well, he's still the king. He's got so many show good singing.